Hey, it's time to talk about theft, wrestling, and our future of Universal Orlando, and more. From the Bob Varley Studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 22 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Whether you need round-trip transportation and tickets from Disney or a vacation package, visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, welcome to yet another episode of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, along with Jenny Lynn K and O P P and Rhino Wow Rhino Clavin 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 all of them and of course back on the controls is our producer Dustin West. Hey, I'm here. The easiest one to say. So I, I think I've decided too that from now on I'm just gonna make up last names. Our tradition one. is for you to yeah. butcher our names every because week. I even if I write it out phonetically, I'm still never gonna be able to say it right. <laughs> Okay. That's just my that's my curse. <laughs> gotcha. Being terrible at words. But uh yep, we're back with another episode of course and uh, later on we are going to be talking about our hopeful future for what may happen at Universal someday down the road. All specul not even speculation I'd say. Wish list. It's, it's our wish list of stuff that we would like to see maybe in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. Another life. Sometime, another life. Another alternate <laughs> universe somewhere An in the world. An alternate universal studio. <laughs> of course. And we're going to get to that in a, in a little bit, of course. But before we get there, we have to go through the buzz. But before we can go through the buzz, we've got to go through some housekeeping. So, of course, we have our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash WDWinfo. We post sorts of fun shows on there, like the Diz Unplugged Orlando edition. Mm, yeah. Jenny Lynn's uh, little show called The Trip. The Trip. It's a big show. <laughs> and of course, the Orlando edition airs on Tuesdays live at one o'clock. The Trip is on Wednesdays live at one o'clock. We're on live on live stream on Thursdays at one o'clock. So that's we're right keeping now. you guys busy. Yeah. But you can watch all those on our YouTube channel. Once again, youtube.com slash WDW info. Uh, and while you're on there, you might as well comment, like our videos, share them around, really spread it if you like it. If you don't, whatever. There's also Universal videos up there, Disney World videos, all that good stuff. And, of course, review us on iTunes. That's where you can download the audio edition of all our shows on different feeds, of course. So you'll have to subscribe to separate ones. But go out and do that, please. Don't forget about the Universal site, universal.com slash WD, er, universal.com. Wow, I am just wow. really <laughs> butchering this. Universal.wdwinfo.com. <laughs> okay. That's where you'll actually find stuff about Universal. Lots of good articles going up all the time. One literally just went up about sweets in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Nice. So if you're watching live, check it out after the show. Don't leave us right now in the middle of it. Go there after. And, of course, we have all our <laughs> social media channels. You can find links to all that. Also, on our show notes disunplug.com and look for the blue universal logo and you'll find our show notes there so check out all of that good stuff once again disunplugged.com it's very important i think at least uh other little bits of housekeeping coming up this weekend 
Harry Potter celebration, or as they call it, a celebration of Harry Potter 2015. (laughs) So that starts tomorrow, Friday, the 30th of January. Still in January. I pulled it out there at the last (laughs) second, and it lasts until Sunday. February 2nd, right? The first. first. The first. Oh, there's 31 days in January. Yes. I I would have just said the The poem, but every time I'm like, 30 days has September, April, May, June, December. That's I don't think you said that poem. You didn't do that poem right. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, you clearly butchered that. the worst that, thing I ever learned in school was that poem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's happening over the next three days after today. And uh, Jenny Lynn and I will be there we covering will be it there. along with the person behind everything. I'm gearing up for it. Watching those movies. Started on my resolution, guys. Well, I was going to say Pete's also going to be there with us, too. Yeah, but I'm the one who's gearing up for it. <laughs> okay. you're, you're you gearing, stole my thunder. You're gearing up for it because you still don't know anything about Harry Potter. No, you're now I know two movies worth about Harry Potter. That's good. It's, I, I was congratulating you earlier on how much you've gotten through. I need more affirmation. That's five hours of Harry Potter in one night that you watched. It and was. Those first two, I think, are... I mean, you know, they are what they are. But I think for somebody, you know, when you know all seven... Or, I'm sorry, all eight movies now, you know that... It's the. Uh, I've got the foundation. Like, we got to pull you through. Yeah, you got to. I got you the foundation. That. Today it, we're going to build on it some more. It's going to change with three because that is that's kind of where it really, really, really gets. Takes good. like that's the Alfon- leap. the Alfonso Cuarón one, who yeah. also directed Children of Men and my favorite movie of the last year or so, Gravity. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, I've got a full day ahead of me still after this. Oh yeah, you've got a lot to catch up on but we'll be tweeting on that so be paying attention to uh dis universe at dis universal on uh twitter on our facebook.com slash the dis universal and then make sure you're watching out on dis unplugged on facebook and twitter as well and the dis we'll be tweeting retweeting back tweeting side tweeting <laughs> back tweeting we'll that be we'll be favorite. tweeting everywhere i think miley cyrus did that one time <laughs> yeah no it's whatever you can do I on forms are, of social uh, media we'll do it i hope you guys are going to bring me a souvenir okay okay i guess wow. it, you, that's a very that subtle hint. hadn't even crossed your mind <laughs> yet i just <laughs> we'll bring a map <laughs> okay <laughs> So pay attention to us over the weekend and uh, catch up on all that. Of course, we'll have videos, photos, tons of stuff going up from it. It's going to be an awesome time. I'm really looking forward to it. I know Pete is. He's beaming with excitement about it. You, you'll you get there once you know the movies better. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So I hope you all enjoy our coverage from that. Uh, also, breaking news as of this morning, at least for me, I found. Thank you, Mr. Newscaster in the back there. Uh the Mardi Gras lineup has been finalized oh. with the final TBD's TB- not coming. They TB- got canceled. TBD <laughs> got canceled on two separate dates. And now the first one on uh, March 13th, MKTO. Yeah, they I play think, them on the radio. They, I was going to say, I think there's a song on the radio right now by them. They're one of those groups where I hear a song and I'm like, I kind of like it, but I'm like, who sings this? And then I'm like, mm. I looked them up today, this yeah. morning, and I guess their big hit is American Dream or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I, that, now I know the group they it, were talking about. It wasn't my type of music. Um, appealing music. It's a British boy band thing. <laughs> but, I don't even think they are British. but Well, know, I, I know they're thought. definitely considered a boy band because all the comments were saying, why can't bands like One Direction be more like them? So I guess they're in that I same I think One Direction's little. doing pretty good for themselves. 
that's for the the judges and the juries to decide out there. It's not for me to decide. But the better of those two announcements, I think, Philip Phillips is coming back again for Mardi Gras on March 28th. So... I may, maybe I saw him at the summer concert series, not Mardi Gras. I, but he, I, yeah, I, th- I was going to say, I think he, I, I'm pretty sure he played at Universal before. He, he absolutely has. I went to see him there. Uh, I've seen him live in an actual, as a opener for another concert too. He's a really, good? he's a good performer. He gets a little weird at times. Uh, yeah, but th- thank goodness for American Idol of finally putting out a winner that had uh, like some actual musical talent. Oh yeah. This <gasps> is. Kelly you know Clarkson aside, Kelly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, do Say. not. <laughs> the thing Other than Kelly, he's got yes. raw talent, and if anything, he's better live than on albums. Uh, oh, that's like, good. I like when that happens. His his album voice, I mean, it's it's good, but once you hear him live, he sounds like he's a Dave Matthews Band cover act. This is my album voice. Like it's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to work on mine later today. Yeah, we'll we'll all get our <laughs> album voices ready to go later on. But okay, no, uh, two. They finally finalized the list. The whole list is up on all of the the websites and all that jazz where it needs to be. Uh, you can find that universal.com. Oh my gosh, I am never going to get this right. Universal. Universal.wdwinfo.com. You go there, you'll be able to see the full list if you missed out on our other episode where we talked about it. And uh, I believe, Rhino, you have a bit of housekeeping about attractions. Yes, I was in the park on um, Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, and the, I noticed they had put up walls around Ripsaw uh, Falls for um, its seasonal refurbishment. Um, it was operating when I was there on Friday, so I was surprised how quickly they had gotten up walls and drained the entire thing. So that's um, that's down for a while. And um, Blue Dose is up, apparently, in oh, exchange, yeah. the flip-flop for the water ride there. Yeah, they kind of they go back and forth. So one will go down, and then once the other one is finished with all its little refurbs, then the other one will go down, and the one comes back up. And so there's always ways to get wet at yeah. Universal. Blue Dose is just like, I was surprised because there was a lot of people on it. And I was Tuesday was like, I don't know, 60 degrees here. And yeah, so it was, it was just like watching people come out like freezing out of that thing. Yeah, I'll never be able to understand why people nope. do water <laughs> nope. attractions. Oh, water attractions are tons of fun, just not in cold weather. Well, that's what I mean during this type of temperature. And it's not even just all water attractions. Like Bluto's and Ripsaw and Jurassic Park. Those are drenchy. So guaranteed to get soaked. Like going over to Splash Mountain at Disney World, you can sit in the back and... You know, you might have a couple drops on you, but yeah, no, those rides at Universal, you are going to get soaked. Attractions today. like Splash Mountain or Bluto's or anything like that, I'd prefer it if if they could give me an option to like get out just before the you know big <laughs> fall splash point or Jurassic Park or anything like that. I want to see the theming. I want to see the Brontosaurus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then I'd like to take an elevator down to the exit yeah. and not get wet. I like to keep my underpants dry yeah. today. It should all be like it should be a queue to walk through, and you see everything, and then it's just a giant water slide at the end, and people throw themselves down flumes. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you afterwards, know. you pay five dollars to stand in that machine that makes you feel like you're in the, in a tornado to dry off. Yeah, but I mean, people use those. Yeah, that's that's but. what I noticed. There was a line for when I was there too. And what's what's interesting too is those rides of all the rides that Universal provides lockers for. Those rides are two of the ride or three of the rides that you have to pay for your locker. Yeah, the reason for that is because all the ride, all the water rides, you can technically take bags on them, 
it's not mandatory to put your bags in a locker to do it. So that's why you have to pay for Forbidden Journey, Dragon Challenge. There's nowhere to put your bags. So that's why they offer you that free locker to put them in. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that I could help clear up a couple things yeah. through that. But Great. Uh, any other things in housekeeping? Craig explains it all. Yep. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Thank you. The music came in. Clarissa Explains It All was filmed oh, at I Universal was, Studios I, I Florida. Too, and I was like, hmm. So uh, I think that's going to do it for our housekeeping. And with that, we will hit it on up to the buzz. What's buzzing this week? And Big news this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we're making it. Come on. I'm trying to trying to get us all hyped up. It's yeah, drama. It is drama. drama. Definitely. There's a lot of drama. Uh, the first on the buzz is shoplifters were arrested at Universal Orlando after assaulting officers. It definitely I, yeah, got exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's good for them. <laughs> uh, what? Shoplifters or the guards? I don't, I don't think anybody came out of this good. Well, we'll decide it after I go through this story. Uh, a man and a woman were accused of shoplifting at Universal Studios. Uh, they were arrested after starting a fight with police officers. Uh, I'm going to butcher these names. They are not of America, I believe. But Daniel Rodriguez Zalazar, age 25, was accused of hiding a stuffed E.T. doll under his jacket in an Islands of Adventure store. So He, did. he wanted to take E.T. home. Exactly. Home. I mean, everyone wants to get E.T. back home. And for those of you watching the video version and you're wondering why E.T. was down there, it's because he tried to steal an E.T. doll. Uh, he was stopped by a loss prevention manager who are the guys walking around in street clothes that carrying universal bags, acting the like they're just tourists. But they're not. I mean, they, they stick out like a sore thumb. Same at Disney. They stick out like a sore well, thumb when you see the undercover they're like, they come out like really far and they're big. And I'm like, all right. Like, it doesn't look like an iPhone thing. Yeah. Well, he was stopped by the manager and uh, he actually handed up the toy. He handed it back to him, but then he wouldn't go with the actual officer to the security office. And uh, so him and who... Julia Delgado, Julia. age 60. Well, I wanted to say Julia, but I didn't know. And uh, they started cursing at the officer and other backup security that showed up. They at were down the by scene. the schoolyard. Down by the schoolyard, cursing at the officers. Uh, Zalazar, not to be confused with Salazar, Slytherin. That's uh, what I was thinking. <laughs> like, pushed the officer. Leave it to a Slytherin to do this. <laughs> uh, and then he also attempted to hit the officer. Uh, while other officers were trying to stop him, it, it got bad. This and then, must have been a really big scene. Oh, he stuck his thumb into one of the yeah. officers' eyes. Oh. Well. This is this is like this is where it gets like a little scary. Well, a little it's very Game like, of Thrones, isn't it? This is when it gets good because then OPD shows up, and uh, if you've ever seen OPD actually come to a theme park, that means actual business. They will tackle people right on the ground in front of you, and it's pretty awesome. Taser stuff. And oh yeah, it no. gets real. <laughs> It's it's good. It's really good. So they showed up, arrested Zalazar, uh, and then Delgado decided that he'd start or she Julia. I'm guessing it's a she that she'd start physically attacking two other officers, cursing, and uh, so Zalazar ended up with aggravated battery, resisting arrest, and theft. While Delgado got off with three counts of battery. I just it just seems so like people just I mean, he gave up the the doll, which is good. And and I'm sure that they were basically taking him to kick him out of the park. I mean, I I don't know if they were doing the Disney route where they were going to be like, oh, don't do that. Like or 
it, it oh, just it. escalated so quickly. Like you could have just gone with these people, and the worst that would have happened, and now you're arrested and being charged with. He theft. was. He was going. The one was going to get arrested for theft, regardless. Yeah. That was. That was inevitable. Uh, whether or not the battery and all that stuff would have started piling on, that yeah. that's a different story. But it's just so dumb. It happened all because of an ET doll. Right. The only place <laughs> I can think that they have the ET dolls off the top of my head in Islands of Adventure is right at the gift store as you leave. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but oh, where they like on the side, on the right side. Yeah, they sell all the kind of cheap discounted stuff that yeah. no one wants anymore. I know E.T. dolls always end up in there because they, they're not a huge seller. E.T. is great, but those dolls are absolutely creepy. <laughs> so why this guy decided specifically to take this E.T. doll and then it all just it just had a, a, a avalanche. Yeah. It avalanched after that. I mean, I, I don't I don't know the guy. I won't speak for him, but this what an idiot. <laughs> put it mildly yeah so i guess the lesson here is don't shoplift don't shoplift don't steal from universal yeah yeah i mean it's a theme park i assume there's cameras i'm just you know a paranoid child of 2015 where i'm just like cameras are always on me right now there's like 10 in here yeah like they're always (laughs) on you and like i just assume everybody can do whatever like but i also just want to do the right thing too so yeah. I, I just it's just stupid of all places there's like super extra security it's like trying to steal something at the airport like are you kidding me yeah the other lesson would be don't put your thumb in a police officer's eyeball yes, that yeah. is there's lots Maybe. of lessons to learn from it but uh i thought that was kind of an amusing story uh not really newsworthy but it was it was fun <laughs> people should talk about it more often uh but i think jenny lynn you're gonna fill us in on the next thing that's kind of buzzing yeah slightly breaking news but not anymore really talking about more um rough housing and drama Impact Wrestling is returning to Universal for TV and pay-per-view taping. So the rumor is true, folks. We had talked about that before, and now we have confirmation. TNA issued the following statement um, saying that they're returning to Orlando Universal Studios for a five-day run of special television events, February 12th through the 16th. And then Impact Wrestling tapings are scheduled for March and April. Superstars and some very special guests will be in Orlando on those days for some action-packed five-day extravaganza and events filmed at Universal Studios Backlot Stage 20. Uh, Cameras will be rolling. And we can give you. Do, do we want to go through the whole schedule? It's like a whole bunch of schedules. Uh, I mean, things. I think we should just maybe even say like, oh, this that's going to be taping from the 12th to the 16th at various times. Mostly at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. on those yeah. days. Um, it's free. So you should go. It's fun. It's um, people bring their kids. I have. But that's not something I'm proud of. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not recommending that you do the same. Um, it's, it's just it's different. I like to go for the people watching. And, you know, the wrestling's good, too. I think it's cool that there's, like, you can go, it's a free event, and um, it's, you know, it's a a thing actually being recorded. You'll actually be able to go home, or maybe you can't go home if it's live, but um, somebody could DVR it for you and be like, I was there, I was at this thing, and it's a Not all of it's live. Um, Some, you know, some of them are taped, and then they play it, so that you get to see yourself on TV, and it's always fun to be in the audience of a, you know, a thing. 
I honestly think <laughs> I think we should make this a mandatory event for us uh, to oh, go and experience. Oh, I still want to go with you guys. That would be so much fun. Uh, here's the thing: I no longer like wrestling. Uh, I, of course, watched it whenever I was in late elementary school, maybe early junior high. So gave that up whenever I was around thirteen. But I, I mean, I used to be in love with WWF, WWE now, mm-hmm. and. So I, I could still go and enjoy it, and I'm sure some of the guys that I used to watch are actually going to be on it because, well, They're they have they have no other talent besides <laughs> being on, uh, being in their 50s and 60s and still wrestling for whatever they can. So I graduated um, high school with somebody who I believe is currently a um, is it Impact or uh, WWE a professional wrestler. Like oh. I I didn't know it. Like I knew he always wanted to be one, and he's like a super awesome guy and. Um, his name is Mike Bennett, but I don't know what his like actual like if he has they a pseudonym have, or something like they that. They all have but, pseudo names. Yeah, I guess he's like famous. Like, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, like, like good for him because I remember being in Spanish class and we were talking about what we wanted to do with our life, and he said that. And so I'm I'm curious to see if maybe his name will be on this list at all. So it could be. You know, it's a fun thing. It's it's a silly thing, but a fun thing, and um, we should definitely go. You know what? The more life stuff they actually shoot. At the Universal Sound Stages, whether it's movies, TV shows like this, La Volts Kids, the the Spanish kids La version Vols. of The Voice, and they're currently doing production on that as well too. Anything they're shooting there is okay with me because that actually maintains it as a real life working studio. Yeah. So I doubt that any of the WWE Hall of Fame rumors that always go around that we even discuss too, I doubt that that's ever going to happen as well as long as this relationship is maintained. Yeah, probably not. But at the same time, you know, it's I we don't need a WWE Hall of Fame to come there if the Universal Studios is actually a real studio. True. So. And these events are usually well attended. I went to a number of them oh, yeah. i kind of lost count it might have been to like four or five and you know every time i had to wait in a long line sometimes being afraid that i wasn't even close enough to the front of the line they would run out of room and i wouldn't be able to get in it's 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 interesting it's, it's something everyone should do at least once in yeah. their life so if you're going to be here from february 12th through the 16th at various times usually one o'clock or seven o'clock Go to Universal Studios Florida and Soundstage 20 will be opened up one hour before the listed showtime. You can get in and see some free wrestling and it'll be fun for all. It'll be total nonstop action, really. Oh, you know I what, what? They you should did actually. There. They should make that the name. They should. Total nonstop action. Oh, I get what you did. <laughs> I was like, what a weird phrase for you to say right now. So go out and see it. Uh, the next thing on the buzz, the last of the buzz of the bees that they're buzzing early park admission is going back exclusively to islands of adventure. So for those of you who don't know early park admission, what that is, if you're staying on site at any of the four Lowe's hotels, pretty soon five, once Sapphire falls opens up in a year and a half, uh, once that's open up, then there will be five of course. But if you're staying on site at these hotels, you got into the park an hour early to experience primarily the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So before Diagon Alley was open up, you would get into uh, Hogsmeade every morning. And then they'd usually try to keep one or two other rides open in various areas, either Seuss landing or, or the Hulk. And over at the studios, they were doing um, despicable me. And then I believe rip ride rocket, just so you could do something else. If you're not interested in going directly to Diagon Alley, but, uh, 
So since Diagon Alley opened up, for a while they were doing both Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, both open for EPA. and then Interchanging it went, or on the same day? On the same day. Oh. And then it went exclusively to Diagon Alley for the longest time. And then as of January 20th, so nine days ago, I guess, from the day we're recording this, uh, it moved back to Hogsmeade. So hmm. this weekend, though, they're actually, for a celebration of Harry Potter, they're doing dual... Uh, dual early park entries so you can get into both of those but then starting on february 2nd that would be after the celebration's over then it's going back to hogsmeade so early park entry is actually extremely awesome if you are staying on site it, it sucks for all those people who aren't staying on site because you know they once the, that's once where the, the line starts opens, yeah, yeah once the park opens up whenever it's at hogsmeade you have a 60 minute wait some days for forbidden journey before you even get in. Same goes with uh, with Escape from Gringotts over yeah. in Diagon Alley. There was days people were walking in because of early park entry. The wait was already up to ninety minutes plus if there was wow. breakdowns or it didn't open up on time. So the fact that Diagon Alley is now going to open up exclusively for all guests at the same time, <laughs> whether or not you're staying on a hotel on property or outside of property. That it's good that it makes it fair game for everyone, but that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest perks of staying on site. I was going to say, I think that that really stinks for the people that are paying the money to stay in the Universal hotels. I, I think they are entitled to some perks. Well, right now the basic theory behind why this is happening is if you haven't been on Escape from Gringotts in a while, it is not doing so great it's back to breaking down a lot and the effects will start working at the beginning of the morning and then halfway through the day they're all crapping out and so then you have to look at it and really argue is the experience you're getting on it worth that extra hour that they could be working on it in the morning so that's that's the running reason right now that i'll finally explain it's so that way escape from gringotts gets an extra hour of maintenance every morning that's that's it's not confirmed that's just what most people are guessing it's about um but i I know you kind of said already that you think it still stinks but what what are your feelings on it rhino i mean i i think it's a you know that's a an attraction that is uh I don't know where I'm going. Like ahead of its time, like it's unique. Like, and I, I, I was you know one of the people who waited for opening day, and I mean I got in and I only waited like 20 minutes or something like that because I was there like yeah. two in the morning. But um, it, I, I, I understand the pain of like being like you love Harry Potter, you want to do this thing, and it's just like that. There's so much to experience there, but like that's the main attraction yeah. is the uh, is the Gringotts. So it's you know devoting like three hours of your day to waiting in line i i hate that with any ride any attraction so if if like opening an hour later it like helps it you know running smoothly without having to go down for a refurbishment before its first year that would be i mean i i think that's fine i think that's great well i the one issue that i kind of have with this is hogsmeade opens back up so people still get that early park entry access but for people who aren't coming for the first time and repeat guests staying on site every single time. Is it really enough to just have forbidden journey? I mean, I've written yeah. it thousands of times. I'm sure both of you have mm-hmm. Dustin, you have too. Yeah. I mean, just, I want to get your opinion on it. So 
you book a hotel room not knowing that you can't get into Diagon Alley that extra hour early as a person who's ridden Forbidden Journey all the time. Is it worth it to even get up for just for Forbidden Journey? Uh, for just Forbidden Journey, I don't know that I could say that. If I, if I had if I had an extra hour to go into Diagon Alley, yes. Yeah. But for Hogsmeade and just Forbidden Journey, because I've done it, and this is coming from my perspective, because I have done it so many times – I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go early into the park yep. for that. I know the lines get long and stuff, um, and they continuously get long, but uh, I still don't know that I would get up early just yeah. for that. I mean, that attraction's, that attraction's wait time isn't quite what it once was when it no. first opened, which is great. Um, so it's it's one of those where you're like, it's it's yeah. yeah it's just like one and there's there's not as much like they have the one restaurant they have you know the butterbeer and stuff but the other Diagon Alley has so much more yeah. stuff yeah. to see and do just like little stuff maybe they that, could just yeah. open Diagon Alley and leave Gringotts closed while they're still working on it I honestly think that's a good yeah you know good there's idea. enough Especially to walk if, like, around two other and look attractions at are open. there's enough to walk around and look at in Diagon Alley and still enjoy yourself without getting on that ride and then open the ride at the same I'd time for everybody the, the restaurant. yeah but you know you have to understand you have to understand that when theme park operations are deciding these things they're looking at it from a budget standpoint and when they add an extra hour to all the people that it takes to open that section early run the shops run the restaurants do all that stuff not just the attraction but all the cast members that work there and do that that one hour adds a whole whole lot to their budget for for the day or for the month or the week or however they're well, looking I don't know at how it. many people go in for early morning hours, but if the ride is shut down, everyone who's in Diagon Alley will be doing something that costs them money, such as shopping That's true. and eating. It could just be and like money. they're trying to drive attendance up in the other park. I that, mean, like to not necessarily drive it up, but even it out. That, that could be very true, too. Uh, I know from my experiences, whenever I get to Islands of Adventure around like noon, that's after everyone had already seen Diagon Alley and they do this mad rush then over to Islands. Yeah. And it's it's always hectic there. And that's whenever Forbidden Journey is hitting its highest wait times. And, you know, so I guess it actually, could just be, yeah, yeah, alleviation for the morning rush to keep people, you know, to keep it from doing what you were saying earlier, where everybody just goes and it's already 90 yeah. minutes. And don't get me wrong. If you've never been to Hogsmeade before, it's absolutely worth oh, it. Yeah. It sucks that mm-hmm. Diagon Alley is not going to be open that extra hour early for hotel guests. But if you've never been, take advantage of Hogsmeade. Just hopefully they can work something out with everything that, you know, you get your Diagon Alley nice and nice and early. You get Hogsmeade without too many crowds. And yeah. Everyone can be happy and want to actually stay on site again because those hotels are so worth it staying on site. But I, I think that's actually going to do it for this week's buzz. Nothing else is buzzing. So might as well just keep moving, keep moving along. So uh, still no contest this week for our little mid show <laughs> shuffle, I guess is what it's now called since I came up with the it. Mid off the, show shuffle. <laughs> the mid show shuffle. It's official. Uh, it's a dance no, craze. No contest. We'll get into that stuff eventually, but something, uh, well, it was on my radar way, way back, but we had uh, a contributor actually for the universal site, uh, write an article about the give kids the world and universal partnership on vacation packages. Uh, it was something I was going to mention on the show. I would say six months ago or so, but this article came out. So I thought this was the perfect little uh, thing to talk about right in between the middle. Should we explain what Give Kids the World is? Why don't you explain it? 
All right. Um, Give Kids the World is this uh, center here down in Orlando where kids who um, suffer from terminal illnesses or very difficult uh, medical conditions are gifted, in a sense, with uh, wishes. And a lot of them wish to come to the theme parks here in Orlando, whether it be Disney or Universal or SeaWorld, or maybe they want to meet an impact wrestler, (laughs) whatever it is. And Give Kids the World helps make those wishes come true. And they pay for the the child and the child's entire family to come and stay in their village and um, pay for them to have these things happen in their life. And the village itself is fantastic. And it's um, even these kids with these very difficult circumstances, they come and they're in a facility that can accommodate whatever situ- whatever their situation is, whether it's food stuff or if they need medical equipment, it's all there for them. Yep. And obviously we're big supporters in the mm-hmm. Diz family yes. of Give Kids the World. It is one of the best organizations that you could ever donate money to. A really good cause and all that money goes to actually helping kids out. So can't recommend it highly enough, but onto the actual story with it, universal partnered with them, like all the theme parks do in the area, but they partnered with them on a vacation package. So if you book three nights in the vacation package, you can book three nights at one of the hotels on site. So Portofino Bay, Royal Pacific, um, hard rock hotel or Cabana Bay. You book, you get the three nights there. And then along with that, right now, they have the buy two days, get a third day free ticket. So you'd get that thrown in as well. You get your early park admission with that as well. But the cool thing about the vacation package is that you also get to go volunteer at Give Kids the World for four hours during your trip. And they provide complimentary round trip transportation to and from there. So during your during your vacation, you know, plan it out for five days, whatever, and you get time to go do all the fun stuff at Universal, but then you actually can go over and make a difference at Give Kids the World and volunteer yourself. And that really can't cool. be overstated. The experience of going to that village is special. It's not something that you're going to forget. I've been there, have volunteered there, and the time that you get with the kids doing something to see their their faces light up, they have as much fun at this village as they do in the theme parks. And to be able to be a part of that is something that can't really be recreated anywhere else. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that just by booking the vacation package, uh, the UN Universal also donates. I don't know how He's I said that. He's making up all <laughs> kinds of new words. It also new word. donates $100 directly to Give Kids the World. So not mm-hmm. only do you volunteer, but Universal donates part of the proceeds really cool. from that directly to them. Uh, so if you're booking a vacation package... You might as well do it that way if you want to volunteer. If you don't want to volunteer, you know, just say they were all sold out or something. But it's lie not, it's about not it. even that much to do, like a hundred bucks. That's you, that's basically think about it. That's like twenty five dollars an hour that they're giving. Like that's a good chunk of change for just a small thing. That is, it's just an awesome experience that you yeah. have. You know, yeah. And this is a rolling offer that happens basically year round. Uh, Universal will have links on their website about it. But uh, right now with the uh, buy the two days, get the third day free. That promotion ends uh, in June. So for the details we have on this round, it's you have to book this package by June 1st and travel must be completed by June 7th. But like I said, that's not the only time you can do this in general. You can still do it throughout the year. Universal has links on how you can do that. But 
with the deal that we kind of uh, suggested here with all those details has to be booked by June 1st and travel completed by June 7th. But if you want more information about this awesome, awesome offer, uh, just go to universal.wdwinfo.com and you'll find a link to the story. And I will also put it in our show notes for this episode at www.disunplugged.com. So check it out. So, yeah, I think we should all volunteer too sometime. That would be cool. TNA volunteer. Yeah. You know, just better ourselves. I don't know how the wrestling would help with that. I was just going to say, did you just say TNA volunteer? Like, we should volunteer we go at in, like, TNA. We go in Los Luchadores costumes for them. Oh, I'm so <laughs> down. <laughs> well, that just that got out of hand real quick. I don't, I don't know why I let it go there. But uh, with that being said, let's uh, move on to our spotlight on the universe. Spotlight on the universe. That was great, Dustin. I was, was going to say <laughs> cue the theme music, but we, we just got it there. So make sure we, uh, we'll just pull that out for the next week's yeah. episode and we'll have it. Uh, so this spotlight is going to be a little bit fun, a little bit creative. Um, uh, not that I couldn't come up with anything else to talk about. It's just we've all been so busy, so we didn't have time to get out and do a dining review like we wanted to go through. So I thought this is a fun topic, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's work our minds in a creative way. And so we are going to talk about the future of Universal Orlando as planned by us. So uh, last time, whenever we did the Bose show with the Cowfish Dining Review, uh, we also talked about rumors as part of the buzz. What was coming up, like the King Kong rumor, the Star Trek rumor. Uh, and we kind of talked about Star Trek. I'm just, I said, Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> more more music cues. Wow, we are really, we're going to have a soundtrack pretty soon. It's, it's practically a Broadway musical at this point. <laughs> uh, but we talked about whether or not we actually liked them, excited about them. So I thought, let's, let's tip it on our hats. You know, Comcast has all this money that they can dump into Universal whenever they want. So let's become a part of Universal Creative. And let's let's say what we actually would put into the parks if we had that ultimate wish list of what we wanted to do. Uh, so I broke it into three categories because, well, that was just easiest for me with what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I all made you fall in line and suffer with me. <laughs> You're welcome. So three categories. First, Universal Studios films. Well, that's what I put, films. But it could have also been TV shows, anything Universal related. But... An attraction experience based off of Universal Studios property. And then one non-Universal property bringing in. So, like, you know, Transformers. That belongs to Paramount. But obviously it still came in probably with a little help from Steven Spielberg. Well, they, I feel the like they, they, of all the stuff they've partnered with, Paramount seems to be the most friendly with all their... Oh, Paramount's things. a really good Paramount's studio. Paramount's Nickelodeon, too, right? It's, like, associated with Nickelodeon... Isn't it? It definitely used to be. I'm okay. not. Sh- I think their partnership might have ended. Too. Okay. And, Don't quote okay. me on that. But and then the third category, Horror Nights, and that was a that was a free for all. If you wanted That's to a do a Universal property, if you wanted to take it away from Universal, go to something else, you had that option. But uh, those were the three categories, and uh, I'm going to start and throw things off with mine because, well. I get to be the boss You're sitting in, in this one. I'm sitting in the middle, so I get to decide. And then we'll we'll play random whoever wants to scream out theirs. But yeah, let's start with universal property that I want to see. So 
I, I went kind of skyballing on this one, and I don't even think that's a word. Skyballing. Add a, it to the. We need to start a dictionary just for Craig's vocabulary. The, it's a James Bond film. <laughs> the skyball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll have the Disunplugged oh Universal directed Dictionary by, <laughs> directed by Mel soundtrack. Brooks. <laughs> so, anyway. Coming in as a Broadway musical to the Dr. Phillips Center in Orlando. Skyball. Uh, I don't want to just settle for an attraction with what I would do for my Universal property. I want to make a whole freaking land. You're an aggressive developer. I, I am an aggressive developer. Well, Comcast, they have all the money in the world. I think they're now the richest person. The one, person. the one person, Comcast, uh, the Comcast Jones. <laughs> so, uh, about two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to finally watch Box Trolls. Uh, it's a Leica stop motion animated movie from this year. They've also done two more in their production company, uh, Coraline and Paranorman. Um, and they're distributed. They're made by Leica, but distributed through Universal, kind of the same way that Pixar was its own independent company and distributed through Disney until they purchased them. But uh, no, they're all three excellent animated movies, a little bit on the darker edge. So I wouldn't always recommend them for young kids. If you've seen any of them, they're they're a bit darker. I've but seen Coraline. That was a little disturbing. Paranorman's great. I haven't seen Paranorman. It, but it's also, also it's got, yeah. It's the ending is like pretty intense uh, i mean yeah. just it's intense it's not like s- scary or gory or anything it just is very like that's how i felt no about coraline i remember here. watching this and going oh <laughs> but I, i've got to tell you i mean i am a huge nightmare before christmas fan yes, and henry Selick that directed that also directed coraline tim burton did not direct nightmare before christmas and i mean ever since that i've been pretty much obsessed with stop motion if you go back in the day to like rudolph and stuff i am so afraid of that kind of stop motion uh <laughs> as, as much as i am yukon cornelius I was about to say isn't that I'm weird cute. considering you're a cast yeah, member of the I, film i i am on the cast of rudolph but that kind of stop motion from back then just absolutely scares me but everything done now is is more beautiful and fluid and i think a whole lot better but i would do a leica land and i mean okay. and first off it works and the area of the park I would do this in, Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone, because yeah. with the exception of E.T., what what's worthwhile there? You have animal actors, Barney, yeah. Curious George, Fievel. I mean, so There's you lose out on the, all the play really area for kids. Not worth saving in that area. Yeah, uh, just E.T. However, I would also go crazy, rezone a little bit, move E.T. to Hollywood, because in E.T., the movie, it all takes place in California, so you can kind of tie it in that way. Way to stretch it out, yeah. Oh, I'm, I, you can't get rid of E.T. It's, no, I agree, yeah. You can't get rid of E.T., uh, at least that in my about mind. Jaws. Well, they did, but I would never get rid of E.T. I'll be one of the people who like handcuffs himself to the front of the park if they ever try to do that. (laughs) Well, we'll have to do live remote (laughs) shoots from there whenever that happens, because it's going to happen one day. So, I think I would do a ride based on each, well, an attraction based on each of the movies. So first, I would do a dark ride, a la E.T. style, on Paranorman. We've seen dark rides based on stop-motion films like the Holiday Haunted Mansion Holiday with Nightmare Before Christmas. So it can work with having giant animated figures like that. It actually looks more normal than trying to create 2D animated people and put them in a real 3D environment for the first time. So I do a Paranorman dark ride in some sort of fashion. I would do a behind-the-scenes look at how they make stop-motion movies with Coraline, uh, just 
so that way you maintain that integrity of uh, mm-hmm. being an so actual studio have, and right. seeing how movies are made. And I think that's something that kids would get into. I think they would too. And yeah. if they still don't, then we'll have a kid's play area for box trolls because the environment in the actual movie, if you haven't seen it yet, I can't recommend it highly enough uh it's it's amazing it would make for a nice little playground i mean if fivel's playland can exist i think a box trolls playground could exist and then all the characters could be meet and greet opportunities they did have the box trolls at universal for a very short time right before the movie came out Mm. but that is absolutely what i would like to see i would love to see a like a land i think i think it'd be cool i mean that sounds like a great you know, I feel like the complaint I hear a lot in theme parks is always like, what is there for kids to do here? But I feel like that kind of an area would bridge the gap real well for both kids and adults. And they not might only be- well, not, 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 what am I saying now? Are you rubbing off on me? Um, not only that, but <clears throat> it's it's kind of a good fit for Universal in the sense that, you know, Disney's the happy, happy kid land. Yeah. Universal's kind of the little bit off, darker mm-hmm. And that's kind of fits both edgier. of those things. Yeah. It is a little edgier. So that works. I would love it. Rhino, what about you? Um, for a universal property, I had a little bit of difficult with this one because I, I was originally going to say Ghostbusters, and then I realized that was um, Columbia, and, or now it's Sony, I guess. But um, So I think I went with, um, like... I would really enjoy, and we talked about this on like the first show, something that celebrates the history of Universal like pictures, like I, I, and I'd like it to be like a ride, and not like a great movie ride. I want something that's like an adventure, where like maybe we start out at the beginning of Universal Studios, because that, I mean, that studio has an immense history, and like we can move through other films. So like maybe we come out and a scene in like Marty and Doc are testing the time machine, and and then we move out of that one into like a you know into like the breakfast club or in detention or something like that. And then you move out and like, there's just a lot of films like, and I'd love to see it as like being like, you know, maybe there's a bad guy trying to destroy the film or whatever. And it, so it kind of educates you at the same time. I don't know. I honestly, I never even thought about that. Cause I was thinking about stuff like breakfast club. It's a huge universal movie, but how do you, unless you make it breakfast club, the, the stage <laughs> show, how do you? Oh it's, no! You it's could totally have an attraction where they're like. into because in the movie, I I wrote that down too. Oh well, okay, well in the well. list, it's all John Hughes movies. The Universal yeah, is yeah. produced. Well, the, all the of problem with the the problem with making the uh, like the Breakfast Club. Uh, attraction is that if you mess with the bull you're gonna get the horns so you don't want to <laughs> do that are but good sir e- even if it was <laughs> moving off the, the breakfast club, <laughs> even, even if it was a great movie ride type slow ride i i agree with you yeah. i don't think it would fit with universal because universal has become known for its its pacing yeah i think a little having that little extra added excitement to it would definitely fit yeah. the universal yeah. brand. So if they, regardless of how it ended up, I think that's a brilliant idea. Right, no, seriously, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I just think it would be it fun because really you could have like the little snippets of all the movie and you could just be like looking for your favorite thing. And I just, I mean, they own these properties, so they all, they don't even have to really refilm too much. They just have to like take little pieces from here and there. And, oh, yeah. And it would, it'd be cool too if they made it, like I said, the adventure because it'd be out like, I don't know. I, oh, yeah. No, I would. I would absolutely Come on, Universal. love to see that. <laughs> Hear me, JL. What do we? We know Breakfast Club from you. Well, see, but that fit in a whole land that I had planned—a John Hughes land, or a Breakfast vintage eighties 
oh, Universal Movies land. So, um, again, there's a reason why I'm not on Universal Creative, and it's probably because my IDs aren't the best. So you guys are going to have to help me out here. But I thought we could have an, a vintage 80s land with movies like Xanadu. What if they had, like, a roller skating rink? Somewhere you could go roller skating. <laughs> that's that's <cute. laughs> <laughs> or Xanadu, Olivia Newton John's performing. Or like, too. what if they had a fire starter attraction? <laughs> um, it's like Baby Drew Barrymore in there. Well, and fire start everywhere. You know, it works. I think. And then Breakfast Club. I don't know. Maybe that could be somewhere you eat. Or the, the idea they with Breakfast have that, Club. That is. '80s cafe from Back to the Future too, where Michael Jackson serves you Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Why is Ryan not the only one on board with this and idea? And Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I also had like weird science, the money pit. What if there was like a house tour through the money pit? I just, I was trying you to went, think you of went something. You some just, darker movies here too. Like we'll see what the Back breakfast. to the Future should definitely come back. I agree. Well, I thought, I agree. I actually wrote in, in a note a little further down too where I would, along with like the, that ride I said, but I thought it would be great if they do something that celebrates all that stuff, like the retro, right. I'd love to, you know, that's what Hollywood's all about, like mining old stuff for new stuff now. Like, why can't the theme parks do that too? I mean, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying, even if it's meet and greet opportunities. So. Yeah. You know like, you want to go roller skating in a absolutely not. roller skating ring. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I am putting a Nix on that right now. But creative ideas. <laughs> I was trying to think outside of the box, guys. Well, you did it. Um, the other thing that I thought, and I don't know what we would do with this, but hello, the Born Identity series. That's a big series. It could be a stunt show. Easily. I, oh, yeah. Hey, that could replace the Fear Factor or the oh, yeah. Animal Actor. Yeah, Just show them how they yeah. do some of those more really intense cool. sequences. I didn't realize those were universal. Yes, yep, they are. <laughs> and the other one that I thought of, Nanny McPhee. It's like the Universal Mary Poppins. Something. You could do something with yeah, that. I'm not on board with the Nanny McPhee as well, much. Well, maybe we could work it into the kids' area. Okay. That, <laughs> why not? Then go hang out with, meet and greet with S- Nanny McPhee. Still sounds awful. I don't want to see that tooth. I don't want a picture with that tooth. <laughs> Dustin, do you have any ideas? Take whatever it is that they're making that is clearly King Kong and decide to make it something about Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. A, give me a ride in the Jeep where the Tyrannosaurus... Rex yes. chases yes. after you, yes. or B, something new from the new Jurassic World movie. Yeah. Scrap King Kong. I, Jurassic I, Park, please. Well, it's, it's, you make a great point here with the Jurassic Park thing, because that's a franchise that is, you know, uh, what, 20, what are we coming up on? 23, 22 years old? Yeah. And 93, I think. Yeah, and, and like, it's, it's, it's still like, it's the, I think Jurassic Park is one of the best movies like ever yeah, made. Period. No, like totally. And I, I just think like it would be cool if they were proactive about this because I know that new movie is supposed to be a trilogy. So I, I just think like it would be cool to like see some sort of like same day release here. Jurassic yeah. Park's never going to go away in terms of relevancy because Steven Spielberg did such a great job on blending practical effects with actual computer graphic effects of the time, which were so. So be below what we have now. However, relying on those practical special effects, it made the movie. That's why it's still so believable. And a lot of that day. credit goes to the the pioneers, Stan Winston and Phil Tippett, who yeah. who put together those incredible animatronics. But then you go into Dennis Murin's ILM digital realm, and I'm nerding out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back. You should, no, if, but, if, for for anybody who's interested, more interested in what he's talking about, get the Blu-ray set of Jurassic Park, and there's some wonderful special features all about what he's talking about. Well, and I think the ride might be talked about in one of them. Somewhere. If not, we'll also add that onto the list of other properties we're doing, yeah. besides the soundtrack to the Disunplugged Universal Edition, <laughs> the Broadway show, and now Dustin's <laughs> yeah. book 
We'll make it an audio book about Jurassic Park. That sounds good to me. So let's move on to non-universal properties. Uh, I'm going to kick things off again because, well, once again, I'm in charge. Uh, my thing, completely scrap Shrek 4D. It's, it's, it's past its time. Take another DreamWorks movie, How to Train Your Dragon, which oh, yeah. I think is absolutely the best DreamWorks has ever made in their animation department. And get, they still have two just came out on Blu-ray. And was released this past year, and they still have the third one to come. The Golden Globe it's too, getting best picture for Golden Globe, right? But do you think they'll be able to get Jay Baruchel? I'm sure he doesn't do anything else except for his new TV show on FXX, yeah. Man Seeking Woman. But uh, we're not here to plug that. But right now, 20th Century Fox has distribution distribution rights to how uh, the DreamWorks animated department. Uh, Disney has their live action, right? But Fox is losing those rights in 2018, meaning Universal, oh. Comcast could easily yeah, pick that right up. Right around the corner. Get, sure. the, get the distro rights to it, and then all of a sudden, they have all of DreamWorks under their under their toes. But I think How to Train Your Dragon is just the absolute best DreamWorks animated film. Why not mm-hmm. put it in there? And then it's also uh, Universal Orlando, at least, partners with Royal Caribbean doing mm-hmm. Land to Sea packages, right. and they also already have DreamWorks characters on their ships. So it could just become this big family. If you've ever seen the live action Kung Fu Panda, it is terrifying. Is it? <laughs> because he has these gigantic arms and this giant round body. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kung that was a, a sidetrack. But, yeah. <laughs> that's also a good one. But that's what I would do for non-properties. So Okay. Any, oh, do you sorry. Want, do you want, I want to shoot it to JL. Great. Give it to JL. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mine is probably a little bit too big and not realistic. Oh. But Game of Thrones. Oh. Come on, people. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like full of lands and, you know, I mean, all kinds. Of, well, that was my second thing there. But Game of Thrones, it just comes ready for a whole That's, immersive experience. I, I was thinking of film franchises whenever I was trying to come up with mine. And... It never even crossed my mind, Game of Thrones. It's However, a, that's perfection. Absolutely, it's an amazing idea. It's, it, and like you said, it's along the same lines as somebody would say, "Why don't they do a Lord of the Rings section yeah. of the park?" Well, same question. Why not do a Game of Thrones? And I'm sure if they can get Harry Potter, if they can get Harry Potter from J.K. Rowling, they can get anything. Oh, I mean, it just you know? comes yeah. already made for a completely immersive experience. You've got different lands within an entire world, and dragons, and mm-hmm. other kinds of crazy, you know, characters. Exactly. It's just I think it's one of those properties too that like even if you're not completely invested in it like 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 how you appreciate Harry Potter when you go even though you didn't know Harry Potter mm-hmm. I think like I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet I will watch it but like I it would be one of those where I still would be like oh that's cool there's a dragon oh this yeah. is a land maybe would maybe they could leave out the brothels and things like that but you know well they're going to but could poison R- right <laughs> here we have Lost Continent sitting there wasting space oh my gosh they could either expand harry potter further out but they're running out of really creative ideas they can go with that get rid of lost continent and just turn it into game of thrones and then at least it still maintains the The literature format right of it's based on a book all of islands of adventure speaking of literature another idea i had was lemony snicket's series of unfortunate i would love that right i I like i i appreciate those as in they're like those dark they're the same kind of like i'm surprised they were never picked up it's the same thing it's for kids but it's a little edgy it would be a perfect fit for universal yeah yeah they're making a tv show on netflix right now so it's going to be relevant again it's going to have a resurgence so cool well, what's your non-property? I have two. Okay. The Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, as I cover it up. Sorry. Great. 
Okay. Uh, I just think it's it's uh, I think they had something with Universal forever ago when it first started. I don't know. They did some meet and greet in Hollywood or something like that once. That, but I know that no. Disney had a partnership with Power. Well, Rangers. Disney owned them for like the last ten years or something. And like they that. were in the parks. And they were in the parks. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. They just never did anything with it. Yeah. And and now the original guy Saban has the rights again and he's partnered with Nickelodeon right now and so there's like been four seasons or two different shows two seasons each and now there's a new one starting on uh, next Saturday again and I just feel like it would be great even in the kids zone I know we want the 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 whatever the name of that studio was down like there a- but um, but I think it would be great character meet and greets that merchandise sells through the roof every year it's like in the Guinness Book of World Records is the, the highest selling kids merchandise yeah of all the time. action figures and <laughs> so I just it's gotta it, it would be it'd be pretty cool I'd love to see some sort of Megazord oriented you get a Megazord I don't know Dustin I'm piggybacking on his you've actually inspired me another Paramount Viacom owned uh, is uh, and Nickelodeon owned is Ninja Turtles yeah um, anything Ninja Turtles I think would be great in that mm-hmm. same vein it's kind of yeah. kind of a, a, a in between kind of age oh a tween um where it's you know it could be good for little kids but it could also be good for nostalgic yeah. adults oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. you know yeah and that, and that fits right into that retro i'm not theme sure too, why mutant turtles that do ninja stuff has been such a big deal but it is <laughs> and so it would survive and do well yeah no that was that was all of our the three guys in this room that was our yeah. childhood for sure Power yeah. rangers and ninja turtles yeah, yeah. they actually there was a crossover one so but well, um, what was your second <laughs> one my second yeah. one was doctor who I feel like oh, yeah. there's no representation uh, of it yeah. stateside. It's but it's 50 years. I think it would lend itself to an amazing dark ride similar mm-hmm. to Forbidden Journey. You're on like maybe you're in the TARDIS. You're going through characters galore. Universal. One of their biggest demographics is British tourists. Oh, so yeah, like, <laughs> to put it in would just make sense. You can They've even have got... it put it where Fear Factor is. It can be a part of England. Yeah. Oh, that's like, true. It could cross over in the Harry Potter yeah, universe. You just put a little Very TARDIS, and you have to go through the TARDIS to get to the land. Dustin. I just went. I oh. said Ninja Turtles. He said okay. Ninja Turtles, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so moving on, our ultimate Halloween Horror Night house. Okay, can I go ever. first, even though you're in charge? I want you to go first, Dustin. Okay, because <laughs> first got to put my lower third up. I'm Dustin West. Um, my Halloween Horror Nights is my pick. It's two movies, and it's based more on less horror movies, but more realistic, gruesome, scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I would choose A, The Hunger Games. Cool. Okay. That's cool. And and if that couldn't happen, B, Saving Private Ryan. Think about it. Well, they have done war-inspired mazes in the past before, so I, I could absolutely see loosely theming it around those types. Uh, Hunger Games, I'm surprised none of us said that for the non-property. Yeah. Because those rumors did I, I, circulate I around say, I thought for I'd a heard while, something too. But I'd that. actually like to see that as Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 creepily gruesome children well, killing yeah. other children. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of just, you know, that loud noise jumping out a weapon right in your face, but yeah. that's still scary. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always gets everyone. Uh Right now, um, we'll shoot it to you. I okay. So I, I was like, the more I thought about, it, the more I came up with. We'd already talked about the rumor of the Alfred Hitchcock house. I think a little bit. Like I think that oh, would be yeah. really cool. And mm-hmm. it's on the same vein that you were saying. Like I would like it because it's not. 
it's not it's not gory it's it's like messes with your mind yeah. it, it would be cool if it was like black and white or something too maybe oh, and cool. mm-hmm. so like everything was black and white um they had I a just, house like that it was it two years it was ago yeah i think i heard about monsters. that yeah. and it was cool it was a very cool it was effect. my favorite yeah. that and year. if anybody from universal is actually listening we, we're not we, please use these ideas yeah don't you don't have to be like oh, uh, mike aiello is in charge of <laughs> creating all the houses and I, I pitched an idea to him once for uh, true detective last year oh, so that'd be cool. they 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 keep thinking about any possible thing i'd so. like to see supernatural the tv show yeah. i feel like it's been on for 10 years now and there it covers everything and I, I feel like it'd be a very easy house to do i said hannibal the tv show would be like visually beautiful yeah. um but also a little gory on the gory side but then i said tremors Huh. Like stealing Never, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Get a little Kevin Bacon there. in there. 80s Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Can't beat it. American Horror Story, maybe? Sorry, I'm stealing it. <gasps> well, and Dolly Parton. Was that Jay? Was that yours? That's the obvious, but it so needs to be done. It's hot right now. There are four seasons into it. Each has a different story. It could be divided I'd, into so many I'd rather they ways. jump on that, get off of Walking Dead, and yeah. jump on American Horror oh, Story. Oh, it's just, I mean... I don't know why it hasn't been done yet. Mm-hmm. You've got the Haunted House season. The you've got Come the on. Coven season. You've this got the Freak right Show now, yeah. season. And then you've got that Asylum one, which was really, oh. I mean, yeah. gross. I, I could see it happening this year because Walking Dead is not coming back. Oh. I, it, it's not coming back. <laughs> they will not bring it back again. So They just need to do American Horse. It's just begging it's just begging to be done i've never watched the show but i would be interested in seeing the house just because i know the basic premise of each season so uh i'm we're gonna wrap this up with mine of course yeah sorry i thought you went go go i'm gonna go i was gonna say something after you said it okay go ahead well mine is like dustin mentioned earlier about a jurassic park slash jurassic world attraction i would make a whole house out of it so the, the past, I think that's cool. amazing. The dinosaurs the past, eating everybody. Oh, well, the past two years, Universal has done a puppet house. So they started off with an American werewolf in London, which was which excellent. was my mm-hmm. favorite house of yeah. all time. And really then well last done. year they did Alien versus Predator, which was also done Wh- excellently. It wasn't my favorite at first, but the the puppeteers finally started to get in their groove, mm-hmm. and it got really scary towards the end. There, mm-hmm. just think if they had Velociraptor puppets. I was just that thinking they like were, if you're in the kitchen scene and they were coming out. Oh, or if uh, yeah. you know you're looking for Sam Jackson and then his arm. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it, there are so many possibilities having characters from the movie with their guns, so that way you get that element where all those houses always had someone with a gun making loud noises. But just instead of getting an attraction where you're so separated, <laughs> you guys owe each other a coke, I believe. Um, <laughs> instead of building an attraction where you just see this stuff around you, think about being right. In it, oh, how that, absolutely it would terrifying, be terrifying it yeah. would be. That movie convinced me dinosaurs are real. Like sometimes I get a little nervous when I. And if dinosaurs are real, it'd be in you Florida. Know what? And if they <laughs> ever true. do a cross uh, Halloween Horror Nights again, where they use Islands of Adventure, yeah, as well as Universal Studios, I think that's the that's the obvious choice of what they have to go to. Yeah. And the, of all the ones we said, I hope they're listening about that one. Jurassic Park I would really be amazing because they're going to keep up with the puppets. It just adds a different element to Horror Nights. That you can't get with everything. On that, I, I think I actually forgot one. Gremlins. I was it, it, oh. but I was, oh, it was because of your yes. puppet thing that I got me on that, and I was like, I'd, I'd love to see like because I liked the Halloween house a lot, and yep. I thought like another '80s. I mean, not Halloween's not '80s, but like an '80s movie, and oh, yeah. the puppets are great. I love the puppet houses, so like 
more of that stuff, you know, ghoulies yep. or whatever. I, I would love to see that as well as a lot of stuff. So the, the main important thing right now is for all the people who are watching and listening to us. Actually, let us know what you'd like to see, too, whether it's on Disboards or if it's in the comments on YouTube or sending an email to uh, podcast at disunplugged.com. One of them. Just write in so we can find out what you would like to. Uh, so it's just not us playing for Comcast and Universal Creative and we have all this money in the world. Uh, we, we actually care about you guys, too. Somebody but, already agreed with me about Gremlins. I'll, I'll have to actually go through and read it those. Was a, it was a good thought. It, it's all good thoughts. So thank you guys so much for coming up with the list. I hope you had fun no, with it. Was it. Good, yeah. And I think that's actually going to do it for this episode of the This Unplugged Universal Edition. So we'll be back next week with our 101 overview of Islands of Adventure. But uh, until then, bye.